Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. In this episode, we will be finishing the cold words. And yeah. Okay, let's just talk about the words. Uh, the first one is cold frame. Two words. Noun from 1851, a usually glass or plastic covered frame without artificial heat. That makes it cold. Used to protect plants and seedlings outdoors. And there is a picture of a cold frame. Let's see. So it looks like it's a frame that is sort of like a large, uh, like a picture frame, but it's on the ground. It's very, it's very deep. It's like a shadow box kind of. Um, and then there's lots of little seedlings growing in it. And then there is also a, a way to cover it. It's like a, a, another frame, like a window that you can put on top of it. Uh, so you can see what's going on in there. It's like a tiny little greenhouse, but it's cold. All right, next is cold front. Two words, noun from 1921. An advancing edge of a cold air mass. You hear this on the Weather Channel all the time. Cold front, warm front, high pressure, low pressure. It's just cold air coming towards you. All right, next is cold hearted. One word. Adjective from 1606, marked by lack of sympathy, interest, or sensitivity, as in cold-hearted criminals. Also as in a cold-hearted refusal. Cold-heartedly is an adverb, and cold-heartedness is a noun. And, uh, you know, my personal opinion of this word is just that it's, um, I don't, I don't like it when people are cold-hearted. I think we need more sympathy, interest, and sensitivity. That's my thoughts. Next is cold press. Two words with a hyphen. This is a transitive verb from 1893. To press, as olives, without applying heat from an external source. Also, to extract, oil is the example, by cold pressing. So olives can be pressed in this cold press. Oil, probably olive oil, if you want to put them together. Lots of other things, I'm sure, that are cold-pressed. Uh, but it's but no heat. You can't put any heat, because then it's going to get cooked, and that's going to mess it up, I guess. I don't know enough about the science of this, but I've heard of it. Next is cold shoulder. Two words, noun from 1816. Intentionally cold or unsympathetic treatment. As in, got the cold shoulder from an old friend. Well, there are so many possible explanations of why. Maybe it was a misunderstanding. Maybe you did something that made them give you the cold shoulder. So, so many options. Uh, cold shoulder with a hyphen is a transitive verb. I don't know. I don't know why they have to add the hyphen. Can it be just the same thing? I don't, it doesn't make no sense to me. There, maybe there's some grammatical reason for that. Next is cold sore. Two words, noun from 1870. A group of fluid-filled blisters appearing about or within the mouth that are caused by a herpes simplex virus and upon rupturing form crusts. <laughs> I, I Maybe I should have read that one beforehand and said a little uh, little warning. It's, it's kind of a gross definition, but it is accurate. Uh, it is called also fever blister, and then you can compare to the synonym canker sore, which I feel like that must be the same the same thing, or at least close enough. Mmm, fluid-filled blisters. Uh, 
We're going to move on from gross cold sores to cold storage. Two words, noun from 1877. You can store your cold sores in the cold frame. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Number one, storage, as of food, in a cold place for preservation. Number two, a condition of being held or continued without being acted on. And a synonym is abeyance, A-B-E-Y-A-N-C-E. A condition of being held or continued without being acted on. Cold. I, I don't know if I get that one. Next is cold store. Two words, noun from 1895. This store is so cold. Can you please put on the heat? Uh, this is just a building for cold storage. Because you you gotta you gotta store probably produce and other things pretty cold so it doesn't uh, spoil and go bad. Next is cold sweat. Two words, noun from 1582. Concurrent perspiration. I had to focus on that word. Perspiration, not press per purpose. Perspiration and chill, usually associated with fear, pain, or shock. The body does really crazy things that you are not even aware of. Uh, If you're nervous, your body will just start to sweat or what? I mean, people sweat for so many different kinds of reasons and you are just not conscious of it whatsoever. The body's crazy. All right. Next is cold turkey. Two words. First form. Noun from 1921. One. Abrupt, complete cessation of the use of an addictive drug. Also, the symptoms experienced by a person undergoing withdrawal from a drug. So the act of stopping using something is called cold turkey, but then I guess the symptoms that you get from it uh, would also be called cold turkey. I don't know if I realized that part of it. Uh, Number two, unrelieved blunt language or procedure. Blunt language. So like you're talking to me, oh yeah, if, if you're, you're giving me the cold turkey, you're talking to me cold turkey, it's very blunt. I'm telling you how it is. Yeah. And then number three, a cold, aloof person. And uh, actually, the last word in yesterday's episode was cold fish, and that is also a cold, aloof person. So you, you could be a turkey or a fish, and they're both cold. I wonder if there's another one. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think I would want to be called a turkey or a fish. Uh, okay. A cold turkey with a hyphen is a transitive verb. I think that was more about stopping the drug. Second form of cold turkey, still two words, adverb from 1941, all at once. Synonym is abruptly, as A, without a period of gradual adjustment, adaptation, or withdrawal, as in quit smoking cold turkey. And then B, without preparation, as in, a new player who started the season, cold turkey. I wonder where this came from. It doesn't give an etymology. Uh, cold, like, why, 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 why turkey? I think the cold makes sense, but I don't understand the turkey part. Hmm, yep, I'm not smart enough to figure that one out. Uh, can you imagine an alternate universe where it became some other word, and then we'd be living in a universe where we were saying, like, cold cold chicken cold cold fish cold some other animal cold kawati cold butterfly none of those make any sense okay next is cold type 
two words, noun from 1949. Composition or typesetting, as photo composition, done without the casting of metal. Composition or typesetting, typesetting done without the casting of metal. Specifically, such composition produced directly on paper by a typewriter mechanism. Cold type. Why is it cold? Next is Cold War. Two words, noun from 1945. One, a conflict over ideological differences carried on by methods short of sustained overt military action and usually without breaking off diplomatic relations. Specifically, it is often capitalized, the C and the W are often capitalized. Uh, that This definition is, the ideological conflict between the U.S. and the USSR during the second half of the 20th century. Uh, so yes, first we had the general definition, which is basically uh, people sort of in war, but there's no weapons involved, is sort of what I understand it. Uh, no, no overt military action. Um, and then the second definition is specifically the U.S., the USSR. I was born, you know, at the end of that, so I am not, like, terribly knowledgeable. Um, but yes, we were going through a Cold War for, for decades. Um, and then it says compared to the synonym, although I guess it would be the antonym, Hot War. So that would be more I probably where, where weapons are used, which are hot. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that it was coined in 1945, so, you know, the end of World War II. Before that, um, I guess the, my, my thought process is that, you know, it was... What am I trying to say? We were able to go around the world and communicate, but it was, it was uh, a, lot, a lot harder to do, I think, back in the, you know, 40s, 30s, 20s, 10s. Um, and so you couldn't really be connected involved with other countries in as easily as you know post 1945 um so you know i don't think there was as much of possibility to have a cold war before that or the other option is just that back then if people didn't like other if the country didn't like other country they would just go to a hot war i don't really know a whole lot about this that's just i'm just i'm just thinking stuff off the top of my head okay number two for cold war a condition of rivalry Riv rivalry rivalry mistrust and often open hostility short of violence especially between power groups as labor and management all right next is cold warrior two words noun from 1949 one that supports or is engaged in a cold war so i guess a country could be a cold warrior uh but also a person could be you know if they're actively doing something to keep the cold war going i guess they'd be a cold warrior next is cold water two words adjective from 1942 oh some cold water on a hot day so good uh this one is having only running water without heat or utility services provided as in a cold water flat uh flat it's an apartment uh, having only running water without heat, you need hot water without heat or utility. So is it? So I guess that that means that they don't include the heat or other utilities, but they include water. Maybe that's what it means. I don't know. Uh, next is cold water. Two words, no hyphen. Noun from 1808. Depreciation of something as being ill-advised, unwarranted, or worthless, as in 
threw cold water on our hopes. Oh, yeah, sad. And then our last word in this episode, it is the last cold word. It is cold wave. Two words, noun from 1876. One, an unusually large and rapid drop in temperature over a short period of time, as 24 hours. And number two, a permanent wave set by a chemical preparation without the use of heat. Uh, okay, so the words today were cold frame, cold front, cold hearted, cold press, cold shoulder, cold sore, cold storage, cold store, cold sweat. <laughs> it's hard to say all these cold words. Cold turkey, cold type, cold war, cold warrior, cold water, cold water, and cold wave. Um, we've been watching the show Ted Lasso on Apple, and it's so, so good. Um, but there have been a couple of parts where he says a word so many times, he, he mentions how it loses meaning. And uh, what did they call it? Something satiation? Some, anyway, uh, yes, you know, that happens a lot when you read a whole bunch of words that are similar. But that's what cold is looking like to me now. Uh, what do I like of all these cold words? Hmm. I don't know. I guess the biggest and most important one is Cold War. Um, it's not a good one, but, uh, you know, it's it's something to be aware of and be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. Anyway, Cold War. Um, I don't know how to sing a song about Cold War. I remember when I was a kid and the USSR broke into smaller countries. I think that was the end of the Cold War. All right, let's talk about the holidays for today. September, uh, no, September 24th. I'm recording this on September 4th. Um, Peru has Armed Forces Day. Cambodia has Constitution Day. This is the earliest day on which Maple Leaf Day can fall in what country do you think that's in? Yes, of course, it's Canada. In South Africa, it is Heritage Day. It is Independence Day in Guinea-Bissau, which is from Portugal in 1973. Y'all get getting a history lesson, too, with this show. In Thailand, it is Mahadol Day. In New Caledonia, it is New Caledonia Day. In Trinidad and Tobago, is that how they say that? It is Republic Day. What are the holidays on this page? India has NSS Day. The Dominican Republic has Our Lady of Las Mercedes in Austria, it is St. Rupert. In Israel, it is Sukkot, oh, this the fourth day of Sukkot. In Bolivia, it is Holy Cross Day. And let's talk about some fun holidays, starting with something that I don't get, Festival of Latest Novelties. It is Gallbladder Good Health Day. Get your gallbladder checked out. It is German Butterbrot Day. Butterbrot? I don't know. It shows a picture of somebody putting butter on bread, which is a-okay with me. Oh, hug a vegetarian day. It is also kiss day. Although, you know, with COVID still going around pretty badly, uh, maybe you don't want to hug and kiss random people. Oh, by the way, hug a vegetarian day is also known as hug a vegan day. So you, uh, that's me. But I don't know if I want to be hugged by any strangers. It is lash stylists day. Are there people whose job it is only to style lashes? Probably. It's love note day. Instead of uh, hugging people or kissing people, maybe just give them a love note. It is National Bluebird of Happiness. 
It's National Brave Day, and brave is all caps, so it must stand for something. It is National Cherries Jubilee Day. In the UK, it is National Doodle Day. In, uh, I, I don't know why I said in, it's National Horchata Day. Ooh, if you've never had a horchata, you gotta get a horchata. It is this sweet, tasty rice drink. I think it's from Mexico. Oh, I don't get those enough. They are so tasty. Anybody wanna make me a horchata? Uh, it is National Punctuation Day. All right, I gotta give you a pet peeve of mine. With, with, with social media, with texting, with Twitter, all this stuff, I think people are losing the ability to use punctuation and spelling correctly, but mostly punctuation. And uh, I'm sorry, it just gets on my nerves. I'm not a master with grammar. I'm not a grammar master, a grammaster. But please, use periods at the very least. <laughs> and if you can use other punctuation, that would be even better. Uh, it is Native American Day. Yes. It is Save the Koala Day. Yes. It is... All right, this is interesting. It is... Schwenkfelder Thanksgiving, and it is showing the same picture of butter, no, bread being buttered. Buttered, buttered being bread, bread, or bird, bird, bird. Uh, so I don't know what that is. It is Sport Purple for Platelets Day. Uh, yeah, let's check this page quickly. Oh my god, are there more? Uh, AFL Grand Final Day. German Sandwich Day. Oh, maybe that was the, uh, the butter brat. German Sandwich Day. Um, did I miss anything else? Oh, World Bollywood Day. I don't I don't know any Bollywood movies really, but uh they make a lot a lot of movies. It's a big a big uh, industry over there. And then World's Biggest Coffee Morning. Don't understand what that means, but okay. Uh those are all the words, those are all the holidays. Um personal story time. Uh, I'm, well, I'm recording this on my wife's birthday today, so happy birthday, Sharon. Uh, we are we are having some fun tonight. We are going to go to a uh, a well-known Chicago movie theater to watch David Lynch's movie Fire Walk with Me. Uh, it's a very adult movie. If you're a fan of Twin Peaks, you know what I'm talking about. It's a great movie. We've never seen it on the big screen. And afterwards, they're going to do a Q and A with two of the actors, uh, Cheryl Lee and Dana Ashbrook. Q&A and then a meet and greet and we are really excited to go meet them. Um, we are not excited to be around people, but we are obviously going to mask up and uh, I don't know, should be fun. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.